Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about Kiss the Girls? I am, because after all, we are the watchers of movies. Like a little screw loose on the end of my you microphone. You do have a little screw loose. I do in my mind as well. So, you know. I know mine does too. And I like, I feel like I mess with it all the time when I we're know. recording, but oh I should well. just take it off because honestly, I like never use like the yeah. stand that it's made for. Yeah, you know? maybe we could just take them off. We should just take them They're off. Wild. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Changing the world one microphone screw at a time. <laughs> And we're back. And we are back from uh, outer space. From out, yeah, that's exactly where we went. That was, yeah. It was a long trip. It was longer we than unfortunately Jeff had to go with Jeff Bezos. Bezos. It was gross. Never do that again. Is he gross? <laughs> we both went. Do you remember? <laughs> he bought me a, a villa. So, oh, did he? So I, you're not, yeah, you're not complaining no. with his is, Amazon, is his Amazon bucks. <laughs> It's not. It's in Pittsburgh. So maybe I should be pissed. Oh, you should be pissed. Honestly, I mean, what is he thinking? I like said, a villa in Pittsburgh of all places. I said, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, listen, you're a multi billionaire. <laughs> you can afford a place in Italy. Okay. For me, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I did. I definitely talked to him with Vocal Fry the whole time we were up there. <laughs> That's how he likes his girls to talk. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> I love Amazon. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, anyway. No, we're just, you know, sick and then other shit happened and just life and, you know, just life in general. Generale. Yeah, I, like I, um, I traveled out of state. And so when I came back, I got a COVID test. Yep. And I've never had, I never took a COVID test before. And that was an experience. Yeah, I, and I have to, so I went to Walgreens because they do like the drive up testing. And this woman, she was very, she was nice, but she was like all business. And she's like, okay, you need to take the swab and you need to do five big circles an inch. You need to go an inch into your nose, do five big circles on each nostril and then put it in the vial and then send it back to me. And so I did the five big circles and that feels very weird and right. and then I put it in the vial and she goes okay now give it back to me and there's like trash because like the the swab comes in like this thing and so I had to open it and I said do you want the trash too and she goes no I don't want the trash too and I was like Okay. Jeez. I'm sorry. sorry I know it was, a, it, was like, it was a stupid question, but I had just like touched my brain with a swab <laughs> ten times. So I was a little out of sorts. And I was and then I felt stupid, but I was negative. I didn't have COVID, so that was good news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I got sick, so I took a COVID test because I was like, shit, what if I do have COVID? And mine was negative. But my experience was a lot different. Oh. I went to um, something called Helix, and they just had me just stick it up my nose once, and that was it. Really? Yeah. It kind of felt like I really wanted to sneeze, but it wasn't – like, there was no sneeze. Yeah. It was the uncomfortable feeling – but more uncomfortable than that. And then no sneeze. Right. So yeah. anyway. I know. No, it was the same thing for me where I was like, I was like, this feels weird. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, okay, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad that I was able to administer it myself, though. I, I don't yeah. think I'd want somebody like 
trying it because there's like resistance you can only go so far anyway you know yeah so anyway yeah no it's uh yeah it was my first covid test too so yeah hopefully my last yeah but (laughs) it was like kind of hoping to go through the whole pandemic without a covid test but i got too scared when i got sick you know because it's like I mean, I'm vaccinated, but who knows, you know, it could be a very mild form right. of it. So. Yeah, you never know. And I would just, I was like, there was potential for exposure for me. So I was just like, listen, yeah, I'm just going to get a test. That's the best thing to do because there's other people in my life that it probably wouldn't be good for me to bring COVID to, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I mean... It's really not good to bring COVID to anyone, but yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so how are you doing? I'm good. I am yeah. good. I had a lot of time off recently from work. And so that was, and I just started a new job. So that was a little bit stressful because um, they were going to like teach us something new while I was potentially on PTO. And I was like, but I have to use it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or, so, but it know. ended up working out. A Dominique de Coco it was perfect. Dominique it was very nice. It was, it was nice to have some time off, and and then I got back to work, and they didn't teach us anything. So we're starting oh. on Monday, so I didn't miss anything. So that was really nice, and that is nice. Just relaxing, taking some naps. You know, I love napping. Yeah, cleaning. I cleaned cleaned things same here and that all this week yeah and i watched some movies i watched a few movies which was pretty fun i started watching point break wait which one oh i'm not watching the new one okay i have no interest in that one (laughs) um but i I started watching the keanu reeves one because i think i saw it as a kid like i've definitely seen parts of it i've probably seen every second of it but i just don't know if i've seen every second of it in order sitting and watching it you know just like in bursts because I had older brothers and they liked it. And um, I started watching it. Uh, I was at my parents' house and I started, and they were on vacation. So I was, and they came home like 15 minutes after I started it. Really? Because I thought I had more time, but they came home early. Um, and so I did, I haven't finished it yet. So someday I'll watch the rest. But I did watch John Wick part two, and oh, that yeah. was really fun isn't it really really fun (laughs) john wick is awesome i know i love john wick i'm really excited to watch the third one so people were singing john wick's praises and i was like okay it can't be that good and then i watched like all three of them in like one night and i was like um i'm a fan for life (laughs) like i was like i could watch these like again and again and again Yeah. yeah yeah It's very fun, and I watched it with my friends Lindsay and Phil. And I every time he like at the beginning, he would like walk into this like tailor shop, and the tailor would be like, "Come this way," and he'd like make him this like tactical suit. And then he walked into this other shop, and they like opened the stash, and then he like walked into a bank and got his secret deposit box. And I was like, "You guys, I love secret stashes of weapons and money and gold and things." So exciting. I love it. What a world. What a world that that movie creates. I think it's really fun with like the Assassin's Guild or whatever you call it. I don't know. It's like one of the most clever ones I've seen. They're so fun and they're so violent. and. (laughs) But violence can be fun. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. I wasn't saying it in a bad way. I wasn't saying violence was bad. I liked it in the movies and the guns are so cool. Like he's shopping for guns 
or like shopping like he's at the the continental and he's like getting guns for his job and i just i don't know so cool like so cool no i totally get it um well how are you anyway what i'm i'm okay i mean i've had some setbacks recently uh personal setbacks so i'm kind of dealing with those um what i actually wanted to say though was that kingsman like was like how i wanted it like i wanted it to be like john wick Yes, but then they had all those like like weird. I didn't see the second one. <laughs> Me neither. But I heard that there was like some sort of thing where he had to like hide something in someone's vagina, and I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Like, and it was weird enough in the first one with the anal sex scene where I was like, "I was like, this could have been completely taken out, and it would have made the movie ten times better." Yeah, it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, I agree. Well, and it's it was in my opinion, it's. I think it was a very weird and like out of character thing to happen for that character. Eggsy is his name because he's like pretty much established in the beginning that he's like very respectful of women. Like he really cares about his little baby sister and he loves his mom. And then there's that girl that he, that's part of like his team that he's like has a good rapport with. So I'm like, why is he like, Oh yeah. Hey, strange lady. I've never talked to. And you're like a princess. Not that it makes any difference if she's just a regular woman, but like, yeah, let's have anal sex. Like one of the most intimate acts you can do between two people. Like it was just, I was like, she's being rescued, has just been through something traumatic. I would have been like, girl, no, like you need to go home. Like I, we're not going to have sex. Are you kidding? Didn't me? Like, she, was she, I can't even remember. Like, was she saying that for like leverage for something or was she saying that to reward him? I can't remember. It was like to reward him or something. Okay. Yeah, she's like, if you get me out of here, I'll kiss you or I'll give you a kiss. And he was like, I've always wanted a kiss from Princess, which I was like still a little bit like, this is your job. This is your job, dude. Like, again. And then she's like, we'll do it in the butt if you want to. And he was like, okay. And I was like, ew, you know, ew. It just, it was just so like painfully, obviously, and I'm not sure for 100 but it really seems like it was written by a dude you know it did have that that sort of aura because i actually really liked the relationship between him and and his like the girl that was like on his team oh me too because it wasn't like romantic it was they they just like i think that they could there could be potential between them but there wasn't it didn't it was just like they supported each other and they worked together and right and i thought that that was really refreshing and then they were were friends yeah yeah. it was and it was like it was clear that he like that's just what was so weird was that it was like there was a respect for women but then there was like that anal sex scene that i was like this is very out of place yeah yeah it's i'm i'm like what (laughs) It's just such a weird scene. And she's also, again, been through something traumatic and being kept in this like fucking cage, you know, and like prison, like, oh, whatever. So weird. So weird. Anyway, so I, I, I mean, I could go on and on about that issue with Kingsman. But other than that, I liked the movie. It was just that end part where I was like, Eesh. yeah. So um, I don't know. Other than that it's been okay to be honest been okay you know personal setbacks and all just trying to deal with that and it's a lot it's a lot of stress you know 
Yeah. Lots of um, like sudden changes happening for both of us mm -hmm. in the last Big time. couple weeks. So Big time. Yeah. I'm happy to be back Me doing too. the podcast. Me too. It's the start of Spooktober. 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 It's so spooky. <laughs> it's so spooky. So it's funny. I wanted to tell you that um, there's a couple things I want to tell you. So first thing I, we, I kind of mentioned like Hocus Pocus and you said that you'd seen it when you were younger. I saw it once when I was in sixth grade. Okay. So I don't know if you'll remember this part, but there is a scene where they bring like a zombie back to life and he like cuts his mouth open and like, uh, like spits out like dust and like moths. I do not remember that. Okay. No. So it's, he's played by Doug Jones. Oh, of course. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And, and I was watching a, like a behind the scenes thing and he was talking about it. And I think that they made this behind the scenes thing recently because it like, it was with like the two bullies and which you probably don't remember either, but, um, and they were all like, you know, older and stuff like that. And Doug Jones was saying like, so when I did that scene, because CGI wasn't really a thing at that point, that he actually had to keep the moths and <gasps> the dust in his mouth. Yeah. And so they made this like latex kind of like fake um, insert thing that he could put into his mouth so that what, but it, he was like, it was nasty. He's like, and the first time I did it, the moths were like dead. <laughs> so to do it like multiple times and i'm just like oh my god i'm like that is dedicated somebody get this crap. man a lifetime achievement award stat <laughs> right well and that's he's, nasty he's like the most well-known like unknown actor you mm -hmm. know what i mean because yeah. everyone has seen him in something but they never recognize him because he always is covered with makeup you know mm -hmm. there was i've seen one movie of his where he plays like his like actual real face and that was uh john dies at the end oh okay yeah so but that sounds awful yeah <laughs> i don't even know if that movie is worth it oh i fucking love hocus focus it's such a great movie i, I don't it. even i don't remember enjoying it even we watched it in school for mm. like a halloween party in sixth grade and i like i remember bits of it but i uh, it's I don't know I've no I have literally zero desire to ever watch it again really yeah oh, man <laughs> I probably watch it every year too. really oh yeah I love it um I mean it's a Halloween tradition you know it's like Halloween town one and two I remember once when you s snake oil salesman me into watching <laughs> Halloween town what an adventure that was <laughs> you didn't like it it was so much fun I mean, yeah, I don't think, like Lauren, I don't think that you should say you didn't like it, question mark, because I've never said once that I enjoyed it. <laughs> Snake oil salesman. Oh, I feel like I've done that a lot with you. <laughs> <laughs> For the joy and pleasure of hanging out with you, it was worth it. But no, Aww. it's not, it's not my kind of movie. I didn't care for it, but. <laughs> oh, man. At least, like, with Winter's Tale, we saw it, like, in theaters. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, my fault. Like, I hadn't seen it before. <laughs> but the Jupiter thing is... I think we saw it in theaters. The thing is, a movie titled Halloween Town, I knew... I knew that it... I knew it probably wasn't going to be up my alley just because it's called Halloween Town. Like, you could call a movie Christmas Town, and I would think, okay, I'm not going to like this. Like, anything <laughs> Holiday Town, 
is probably not something that I will like. I mean, I did watch it when I was a kid. So <laughs> there's was, that nostalgia factor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I could see like as an adult why you would maybe be like, okay, this isn't really my thing. But I don't know. I mean, you know. I do remember you said something that I thought was really funny is that after like I think you said randomly you and your friend Emily were texting and one of you said to the other, why would anyone ever leave Halloween town? And that really made me laugh. Like, yeah, if, if there was such a thing called Halloween town and it was like right up your alley, why would you ever go back? I would to never the leave world? Halloween town. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, like everyone there is like just a unique individual. Like it's just such a cool place. I love that movie. <laughs> Um, okay, so there's another thing that I have to tell you. So when I, I finished Kiss the Girls today, because I like, I was gonna, I mean, I've, you know, I've had emotion, I've had an emotional and rough week past week and, and a half. And uh, I just kind of couldn't get into like, watching it over the week, you know. Um, and so I watched it today. And I finished it and I like walked away and I just left like Netflix playing, you know, and it started playing a new movie. And I caught, like, and it was an Ashley Judd movie, too. So I was like, is this an, I thought it was maybe, like, a after the credit scene. Oh. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, no, she, like, plays a cop. So I don't think that's right. You know, like, and I was watching it. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God. That's the guy that was the serial killer in, um, what was that Denzel Washington movie we just watched? Oh, The Bone Collector? Yes. <laughs> I was like, that's Leland Horser. Wow, what movie was it? It was Twisted. Well, I've never heard of that movie. It's with uh, Andy Garcia and I think Samuel Jackson. Is it about a pretzel maker? It's about a um, serial killer. (laughs) Does a serial killer murder people who make pretzels? He does, yeah. That's his exclusive, (laughs) you know, victim. (laughs) I like a good soft pretzel. That's oh, the ger- that's the German in me. <laughs> oh, I love a good soft pretzel. Are you yeah, kidding me? I think I'd probably even enjoy a bad soft pretzel. You know, it's really can't. Now I want a soft pretzel. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this whole like like I bought a bunch of like chocolate yesterday because I was just like, I'm gonna get chocolate. <laughs> so it was like because I needed groceries like super bad, you know, and um. So I bought a bunch of groceries and I was really bummed because I had these like these carnitas that were like frozen and I was going to put them in tortillas and like eat them, you know, and they were just, they were fine, but they just like weren't good. Like I couldn't finish the second tortilla, oh, you know, and I threw the rest away. That sound like they were fine. <laughs> they were just not, I think it was more like they weren't what I wanted. And so they were gross to me and I probably will never buy them. You know what, you know what I yep. mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I was like, I didn't know. Cause I had a friend come over. Oh, so I had a friend come over yesterday Oh. and I was, and I got a call from my mom cause you know, ever since this setback, my mom has been calling me every day to make sure I'm okay. Although she usually does call me a lot, but we're close. But anyway, um, she's like, she's like, what you doing today? Are you doing anything fun? And I'm like, well, I have a friend coming over and she's like, well, what's your friend's name? And, and just to let y'all know, like our listeners, my mom's name is Leslie. And so I was like, oh, my friend's name is Leslie. And my mom starts laughing and she goes, is she imaginary? Friend? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And I was like, and I started laughing too. And I'm like, 
no <laughs> but then I started thinking about it later and I was kind of like offended not like offended but I was like my mother knows I am more clever than to use her <laughs> name for an imaginary <laughs> maybe your mom is like there can only be one Leslie, only one Leslie. <laughs> oh man so funny <laughs> anyway so yeah well, that sounds nice. Yeah, it was fun. We watched, we were like going through like Hulu and Netflix for like an hour. Like not, we had no idea what we want to watch. That sounds like me every time I think, what, yeah. I should watch something. <laughs> then we just watched Drunk History. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was like, we watched the Hamilton episode with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm. And then there's one that uh, Rich Fulcher, who's a, he does a lot of the um, like, host not hosting but you know he tells a lot of the stories um and he told one about mary shelley oh and that one was really funny because he's like (laughs) he's like so mary shelley is on this trip with her you know her lover percy shelley and her stepsister and uh they're like wait wait so she's she has the same name as the guy that she's later gonna marry and they're like rich that wasn't her name. She wasn't named Mary Shelley when she was dating <laughs> Percy. They're like, her name was Mary. It's like Wollstonecraft Godwin. And so he kept going like, he was like, he's like, all right, Mary Waller Codgoggin. <laughs> I kept messing up her last name. And it was like, it was just, it's good. It's good. It's in, I think it's like the fifth season like the first episode of the fifth season or sixth season or whatever so if you have hulu you should check it out because it's hilarious it sounds good i i've seen some drunk history and it's pretty funny i there's one guy that i always skip his things because and i don't remember his name but every time he tells a story after he always fucking exposes his penis oh every single time he's just like here's my dick and i'm like no one wants to see that. <laughs> like, no one wants to see that, bro. You know? It's a weird thing to do. It is a weird, it's a yeah. weird thing to do. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, are you ready to talk about the movie? Let's do it. Okay. Maybe you should give just a brief synopsis for people who haven't seen it. Okay, so this movie is about this guy named Alex Cross, and his uh, niece was kidnapped by, well, they think it's a serial killer. But it's mostly focusing on this young woman named Kate who was kidnapped by the serial killer and she escapes. And now they are trying to find him and track him down. So that's a synopsis of it. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what did you think? Lauren, I almost, as soon as it started, I dislike this movie. Really? So much. (laughs) Really? Oh, man. I'm surprised. I um I didn't like the intro, and then I thought, well, let's just the intro. Maybe it'll get better. But then, oh, where he's like talking, yeah. And I have statements about that as well. Um, I can't like. I know that this is based on a book, and I assume in the book, the forest is such a big part that it's almost like a character in and of itself. But in the movie, I could only take so many super dramatic shots of the forest with like musical flourish when it showed it. And and that like got old so fast for me. Yeah. I agree and with that, um, <laughs> there's a convenience factor to the whole movie where I felt like 
Alex Cross was kind of like a weird superhero and I didn't like that. And I, I watched the movie with Mike and I almost said out loud, as soon as Carrie Elwes came on the screen, I almost said to him, that's the killer. Like I knew it because you were right. Yeah, I was right. Well, oh my, cause I never guessed. I thought it was that one dude, Dr. Sachs or whatever. Well, the reason I, I was 90% sure he was a killer was because when they first showed him, the camera was looking up slightly at him. So the angle of him, the angle that they showed him walking into the room and the way he walked into the room, I was like, oh, that's a killer. But 10% of me, the reason I didn't say that's a killer was because there's a small part of me that thought maybe not 10% of me thought it might be the guy who was, um, like he was like also involved in the case and he had like a strong jaw and he was angry at Morgan Freeman and he was he showed up in California randomly and Morgan Freeman's like why did you get here so fast and and he was like, I don't know you and can't. um I'm gonna look up the cast list so I can tell you but um J.O. Sanders Kyle Craig is who he played um he was oh, a big yeah, guy Kyle. so yeah. 10% of me thought it was him Right. But I was pretty sure it was Carrie Elwes right from the bat. And then that is the, so funny. And also like is Ashley Judd like bragging to her friends that a serial killer who only kills early 20 somethings and teens decided to kidnap her because he she didn't match his she was too old for him and I didn't really get that. Like she was like, "Oh, oh yeah, look that- at me. I'm this old older woman and maybe she's like late 20s not old old but like she didn't fit the profile so that didn't make sense to me and mike also pointed out that she like early in the movie he pointed out that she made weird faces and then that was all i could see (laughs) in her performance um oh fuck i'm having like a judd juddessence i've been calling it it's (laughs) an ashley judd renaissance where like i had a michael douglas one like a couple years ago you know and um and I'm having like an Ashley Judd one where I'm like, I'm like any Ashley Judd movie I can get my hands on, I'm going to watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I love her. I, um, fantastic. I thought that I was going to like the movie. I was expecting to like it. I was, I had no idea how much I was going to dislike it. And I didn't like it almost at all. Like, oh, I don't man. think that I liked I, there's not much that I liked about it. I, I just didn't care for it. And I it surprised me. I even said after the movie, I was like, I didn't think I was going to dislike this movie as much as I disliked it. And um, yeah, I'm really surprised. I thought I... I know I was kind of, I was actually kind of nervous because I think you like it. And I, I do. Yeah, because I was going to buy it. I was yesterday like, you, I said to you, is there a sequel? And you, we were texting and you said, yeah, there's a sequel called The Long Came a Spider. Well, it's not, it's like a character sequel, not yeah, like I a mean, story I, sequel. I think that Alex Cross is like a series, you know, because I said, I mentioned that there was a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. Well, not a Tyler Perry movie, but a, a movie yeah. where Tyler Perry yeah. plays Alex Cross. Medea kisses the girls. Right. No, <laughs> and you said, but it's not as good as Kiss the Girls. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I know. She's like, anyway, I didn't really like it, but that's those are my initial thoughts so what would you like i think if you saw along the along came a spider you would have liked it even less than kiss the girls because it was a monica potter like can i just tell you like well i think i told you the ending before 
But like Monica Potter ended up being the bad guy. And I was like, okay, Monica Potter of all people. Okay. Right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Monica Potter famously, she is the mother of Harry Potter. Yeah. mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's Lily, but whatever. I'm just going to put my nerd card out there. (laughs) What? I said it's Lily, but whatever. I'm just going to put my nerd card out there. (laughs) Sure. Lily is the name of Harry's mother. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. It's not Monica. I'm glad that you ruined my joke that everyone knew wasn't yeah. real. <laughs> You're welcome. Just call me the joke ruiner. So tell me your thoughts on the movie. I would like to hear how you feel about it and what you think of it. Um, so I really liked it. I um I really like Ashley Judd a lot. So that was and I, I liked Morgan Freeman's character. I did not expect I did not see the ending coming. However, so this is the second time I watched this movie. So it was interesting watching the movie the second time because there are little bits and pieces that I picked up on that I didn't pick up in in the first time, you know? Um, And I even like noticed that I, and I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure because they don't show his face, but I think that some of the scenes as Casanova, I think it was Tony Goldwyn. And I could tell by his voice. He has like, like him and Cariola is both like the American accents are very similar. But Tony Goldwyn just has a slightly more recognizable voice. And I, as I was watching it, I was like, I think that's Tony Goldwyn. I think that's Tony Goldwyn in the mask. And it was near the end. It was not, not near the end, but it was maybe like three fourths through. And he's the one who played the West Coast killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't think that they were like real brothers. I think that they were more like, cause he said brother at one point, like he was like one journal for Tylo. Um, oh, did he? I didn't know what that meant. So yeah. Okay. means brother. Um, means good morning, brother. Bongiorno. Bongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dominique de Coco. <laughs> hashtag Omar Doom. <laughs> Gorlami. <laughs> he likes like almost all of our, our posts about, I love it. The, the what actor time? likes. Well, he, yeah. Well, <laughs> what I was going to say, the actor likes almost all of our posts. Oh, yeah. Omar Doom a, likes all yeah. of our posts. I was just thinking of, I was, one time I was hanging out with Mike and we were just like randomly quoting Inglorious Bastards and, and Mike didn't. Because <laughs> Mike picked up this nuanced thing that really made me laugh and he. <laughs> So Brad Pitt in the scene says Gorlami a couple times. And then the last time he says it, he says it's sort of like a little bit lower and a little bit more like exasperated because he knows that they both know that they know that he's not Italian. And he goes, Gorlami, like kind of like that. And Mike did that and it killed me because it's such a nuanced thing to pick up anyway. (laughs) No, it's good. So random. (laughs) Yes. I interrupted you, but yes, Omar Doom does like our posts. He does. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, so I, so anyway, back to the movie. So I, and I'm, again, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm like, I'm really good at picking up voices as you know. And I could kind of tell that there was a slight difference between the voice of Carrie was with an American accent because he's not British in this. And um, he's Southern. Unlike too. He's most not just... Robin Hoods, yeah. <laughs> I can speak with an English accent, <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't understand that reference until I watched uh, 
I watched uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and I was like, wow, so Kevin Costner has literally the worst British accent I've ever heard. <laughs> like, it was pretty much non-existent. <laughs> it was bad. <sighs> anyway, um, so when I saw it the first time, I thought that the serial killer, which... I was like, I was like so sure. Like, I was like, it's gonna be that fucking doctor guy that's like into BDSM and like tying people up and stuff. Cause he was like, he was like too, he was like too into himself. You know what I mean? Like, he thought he was like the shit. And I was, and I, I instantaneously did not like him, but I was trying to listen to his voice. And I was like, I was like, he sounds a lot, he sounds a lot like that guy. I'm like, he sounds like Casanova, you know? And um, I was wrong. And I never would have, I did not at all guess that it would have, it ended up being Carrie Ulez. So that was a surprise for me. But watching it the second time around, I was like, okay, yep, I see there, I see their little spot, like little bits and pieces. And I think the one thing I wish that they had done is that I kind of wish that they had Nick be a little bit more like, just a little bit too into it you know what I mean because it's like it's a thing about serial killers coming back to like their their victims and everything or like being part of like the search party or whatever you know they get like a kick off of watching other people suffer and struggle and so the fact that he was like able to distance himself so much emotionally from like the killing made me feel like that shouldn't have been the way it was you know what I mean like I felt like he should have been a little bit more like oh who died I mean that's so sad who died (laughs) you know what I mean like you know no what do you mean like you thought he would like like, investigate the bodies more thoroughly or something no kind of more like if they had a scene where someone's like this is how she was tied up and this is how she died he would be like excited over it you know what I mean? Like, he'd be like, oh, interesting. Um, can I see the photos? Can I whatever, you know, like, oh, well, this is this type of, like, just just more like it, like, to the point where you're like, why are you so interested in this, Nick? Because, you know, and it's, it seemed to me, like, he just held it together, like, too well. Like, I didn't seem, I didn't feel like he would, like, if he was a real serial killer, that he would have been that just together about it I feel like he would have been more excited over it you know and it would have given more away that like maybe there's something wrong with this guy Hmm. you know interesting yeah I yeah I don't know I um I did like that he complimented his own handwriting I thought that that was interesting he's (laughs) like whoever this killer is he's got great handwriting I know know. too (laughs) I don't understand the use of the doctor because it ended up being pointless like the doctor that they that they they the doctor you said you thought was a killer like why was his picture on the wall of some random guy in North Carolina that never panned out that just seemed so movified to me it really bothered me because it's not like he was friends with them or working with them and it's and it was the guy on the west coast not even the guy in North Carolina like what is that is that because I think in the in the scene one of the police officers was like who's this guy he's probably just someone this this you know this guy hooked up with years ago and morgan freeman was like alex cross was like no i know him 
why was his photo there? Like, did they hook up and he just kept a photo of him? Because he obviously didn't murder him because that room was right. like a shrine to like the women he'd murdered and cut their feet off and everything. Um, and it was actually like a freezer where he had feet stored. Right. And and then this one photo, like, so are you telling me that these two killers had the wherewithal to pick a random guy in North Carolina to frame on the off chance that somebody would find the secret freezer where he keeps feet. Like it didn't make sense to me. I, I don't, and I don't get why he was even, why that picture was even brought into it. Like why was this picture hanging there? Maybe because that whole thing happened after Alex Cross had questioned him that maybe it was like Nick catching on and was like, dude, put this picture of this guy in your freezer and maybe. But... No, it happened. It happened before that. That's why Nick brought him in for questioning. No, no, no. I'm saying like when he met him at like the pool. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't know if that is the case. I don't think that they should leave that for us to assume that like Nick was like, oh, I got a photo, like put this photo up in your secret. Like, none of that. I don't think that fits. Well, and also, it wouldn't really, like, make sense. Like, it, it to me, like, why would a serial killer have a picture of his own, his own self in his, like, shrine room? That's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So. A and- room on in the West Coast. Like, couldn't you just look at his travel records and be like, okay, he hasn't even traveled to the West Coast in the last two years or right. whatever. Right. You know, like what is it just like that? I think that they were trying to throw us off the scent so much that they didn't throw me off the scent at all because I thought that was kind of like I didn't understand it. They never tied it back together. They never like it never came back. No, you're right. It didn't. It was it was kind of like a red herring. But it was like a lazily done red herring, you know, because mm-hmm. I think that if, you know, if they really wanted to frame him, they're clever men. They could have done it in a numerous different ways that would have been a lot more solid than just a piece of paper in a fridge <laughs> or a freezer. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because they're banking on, I mean, like putting it in the freezer is like saying I expect to get caught, but right. they didn't like he was surprised to be caught in the on the west coast. That doc, the doctor, the the doctor that was doing the killing, yeah, William. So I don't like that. Didn't that didn't jive with me? That didn't didn't right. fit. I didn't I didn't like it. And I also like I didn't care for Alex Cross as a character like he was too good at his job and he also had there was like a conflict of interest in this case that really bugged me like oh, yeah his, it's your niece. niece yeah and now in in like Ashley Judd is like traumatized and the doctor is not letting anyone come see her and Alex Cross pulls the doctor aside and says listen you don't understand my niece was taken and she's like well let me roll out the red carpet for you come in like everybody's niece like the one of those the all of those women are probably somebody's niece at least someone's daughter if not right. niece why does he get carte blanche to like mess with a victim just because his niece got taken like that i thought that that was like really weak as well right i think it was maybe only because he saved her life and he noticed that she had the 
that, um, you know, like, cause, cause the, the, so the, the, okay. <laughs> I don't know the actress. I think her name is Roma Mafia actually. Let's see. She was in, she was in, yeah, Roma Mafia. Um, Dr. Ruko, she was in Nip Tuck. Um, and I, I mourned for her character because her character was done so dirty. <laughs> she was gay. And then they were like, the one like doctor who's like a huge dick or whatever. And they started having sex, even though she's like been gay throughout the entire thing. And she's like, I might be into men now because of your huge dick. And I was like, just shut it down. Let's just throw it in the ocean. Just get rid of the whole damn series. It's over. Let's burn it. How burn is it. that show so popular? That sounds so like offensive. Oh, the whole show is super offensive towards women. That's like I sold my DVDs because I like the first like four seasons or whatever. And I was like, I'm never going to watch this show again because I don't like as a woman and as a person of this world, I don't think I can feasibly like enjoy the show knowing how poorly they treat women, you know, and like and with her character, it was just like. I'm like, she's gay, but suddenly it was just whatever. That's not this. Anyway, she's, I really like that actress and I wish she was in more stuff because I think she's awesome. But Dr. Ruko, I mean, I guess that maybe the only reason they had Alex be able to go in and talk to, um, to Kate was because he like saved her life and noticed the no, I'm going to no. say no, because he saved her life after that. She led him into the hospital room and, and, um, what's her name? Ashley Judd's character's name. Kate. Kate was like convulsing and he saw that. And then because he's a medical professional and all these doctors are just, you know, they can't do their jobs. He's the one who figured out what was wrong with her, which I thought was really convenient and really bothered me. And he's like, oh, can you, can you give me a physician's desk reference, please? And then he found out what Is was that wrong. How talked to Yeah. And, <laughs> it, but I don't understand. Like, he should never have been back there to begin with. Like, well, and also I'm pretty sure he wasn't a doctor in like a, like a physician, physical sense. He was like a psychologist. But I just, I like, I like that there's like this, a whole hospital of professional medical people and here comes alex cross strutting in and he's like listen my niece is kidnapped i gotta get in there he, I, he gets in there and then he's like listen i need to see your physician's desk reference <laughs> he's drunk i guess and, and then he's physician's desk reference and then he figures it out and then when she like woke up he was like checking her pupils and she's like i was given a drug and he's like yes you were you were given a drug and now you're okay. And listen, I need you to tell me about my niece. And then she's like, I talked to her. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it didn't bother me as much as it bothered you, I think. Um, I can see why it did, though. I think you're right. It's kind of like, so like Kate went through something pretty traumatic. And he's like, hey, I just want to talk to you a little bit about your trauma. I know. You're probably never gonna get over it. <laughs> like, and then did he but... hypnotize her? What was that scene where he like was recording her and she's like, oh, "I'm running, oh no!" And then I'm running and it's dark and I can hear him. And, and like, what, what? Did he hypnotize her? What was what was that? It did. It did seem almost like she was hypnotized, but she wasn't. I don't think anyway. Like they never go into it. Yeah, but it did seem kind of like just the way that like 
her eyes were closed and the way that she was acting it did seem like she was hypnotized i agree yeah i just like how like there were plenty of women in that chamber that are being held captive but because one of them is his niece there's like a fire under him to solve this crime but where are all these other women's like families right and none of the other women matter because it it only matters because his niece is in there and i and i just think it's really weird that he was just like given all this uh passage into the case i think i think realistically like now i don't know a lot about like cops and stuff like that and their um protocol but i would assume that as you said it was a conflict of interest and so they would have not allowed him on the case because right he could make a mistake because he's too angry or emotional emotional or passionate or whatever and it could screw the like i mean it like i mean look at the bill cosby thing that he got off and he's not going to prison because of one little tiny detail and it's like it's like it's there's so much there's so many different um i mean like protocols in place and so many different you know steps in place to make sure that that shit doesn't happen because one little tiny detail can make someone walk free you know and that includes a serial killer and that's just like and that's the unfortunate reality of our justice system in the United States, you know? Like- he, also, he also, like, something else that really bothered... Well, it bothered me that Ashley Judd was, like... First, she's, like, catatonic under this, like, drug spell, having convulsions. Then she's okay. And then suddenly she's like, listen, I'm a crime solver, okay? I'm helping on this case because I'm a crime solver. And I'm like, where did this come from? Like... And that's, I'm going to say this, I've said it multiple times, that's why Wonder Woman was so amazing because she was a strong woman who felt emotions. And I feel like in Hollywood, most movies, they're either strong women or weak women. And strong women are so annoying to watch. And she was annoying to me because she was just like... I'm over it. Well, I'm over mean, my you trauma. Mean strong women without emotions. That's what no, I mean. There's in Hollywood most of the time it's strong women or weak women. Right. It's not strong women with emotions. Right, right. And that's why I liked Wonder Woman because she was so different than the normal mold. Like even Black I never we haven't seen the Black Widow movie yet, but even Black Widow in her movie, in the movies that Black Widow is in, she's almost emotionless a lot right. of the time and she's really hard to relate to and and those are extreme cases because they're superheroes. But like in this movie, I felt like she was just like, I'm over my trauma, guys, and I'm helping you solve this crime. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not qualified at all. And you probably should be going to therapy and you probably shouldn't be like living in the house that the serial killer tried. Like all these things that like didn't make sense to me. I feel like I feel like I just need to say like just for our listeners, because I get where you're coming from, but I feel like someone might be confused is that um just like the strong women versus like weak women i think that and like correct me if i'm wrong but i'm thinking that you're you're meaning like like it's it's either like one extreme or the other and women can't fit into like different categories of strength or weakness it's just like either like you're strong and you're emotional so you're weak and you're like annoying and like all you do is cry all the time right yeah, yeah. or you have like no backbone the yeah. two extremes yeah. yeah and it's and it's women are not like that because you know believe it or not we're people and we have you know like different strengths and weaknesses and different aspects of our life and we can be emotional or emotionless or whatever well and it's like in the bone collector like initially she's like i'm a strong tough cop woman and i don't i don't want to be in a relationship with no one because i'm a strong tough cop woman it's the same thing it's like 
that's not what people are like. Like most people have many facets to their Mm -hmm. emotional like intelligence or just to their personality and stuff. And like, if you, and here's Kate, this woman who was kidnapped and held captive and drugged. And she's just like, listen, I'm helping you solve this. And Morgan Freeman says this thing to her. And this is where I was going to the whole time this whole like rant morgan freeman says to her like if we make one wrong move then what happens to you know these women will just be trapped and starved to death or something okay yeah that's probably the smartest thing i heard him say the whole movie like yeah don't make any wrong moves because you're really putting people in danger yeah so they get to california and ashley judd's just like I'm coming into that club and morgan freeman's like no you're not trained to blend in we're trained to blend in she's like like she it's like she could give a shit about the safety of the women at that point because she goes into the club anyway right well and it's not even that it's the fact that he says like no he could recognize you and then we're done exactly like you could be in danger again like you could die and then suddenly yeah and suddenly she's an expert and she doesn't listen so i don't think she really cares what happens to those women based on her actions that's what the vibe i'm getting and then she goes in and she sees the guy that they're they're looking for and she says that's him and that wasn't even him that wasn't the guy who kidnapped her so what was the point of that whole thing well and i think that i think so if they wanted to do something okay well i have a i have a couple thoughts on that so first of all i love the part where where you're talking about where she's like hypnotized or whatever, you know, quote unquote hypnotized. And she starts crying and she's like, all those women were left there. I left them there. And that like broke my heart because that was rough. Like, and, but it's also, it's also like, well, what do you do? Either you escape and you live and you can help these women potentially, or you help them now and you get caught. You might get caught. You might not get caught. But if you get caught, you're definitely going to die. You know what I mean? Like, like I goosebumps saying that. But yeah, it's true. And then I did like the sort like, I think the aspect of like survivor survivor's guilt is really interesting. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think they could have done more with that. I do agree with that. Yeah, she just became like too strong of a character in a way that wasn't believable. Like it's okay to be like. I want to help. Like that makes sense. Like she would right. want to help, but she suddenly became like a crime fighting woman who didn't experience any trauma. Yeah. You know? And I, back to what, so like there, there's like that whole press conference and I really like how she's like, I escaped. None of those women help me. If you are angry at someone, then be angry at me. And I was like, that was fucking powerful. Um, but as far as like her, you know, identifying the guy, first of all, they would have never brought a victim to a club where someone, I know, like, I know she's, she's going like, what the, like making like this gesture, like who even, um, they would have never brought her to a club. And it would have been interesting if they had something like where they're like, okay, we have, you know, like at the police station and they're like, have a bunch of pictures of people that they think are potentially this guy. And one of them could have been William uh, Rudolph, who I keep wanting to call William Randolph because of William Randolph first. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, it's Rudolph, it's Rudolph, there's no end. Um, and they could have had him in there and she could have been like, I 
like I think this is him or whatever you know what I mean so you're like oh okay but it's weird that she's going along with rides on with them you know they're going to this like this place where this guy thinks like they think that he's keeping these women a secluded like cottage in the right like and she's already not had enough trauma where that could trigger something very well it's it's as if she didn't get kidnapped at all at that point it doesn't make sense she does say something which i think it doesn't excuse the fact that there's like poor writing based on her being a victim but there is that one scene where um she's like you think i'm a tourist in this just because i didn't get raped and which i think was interesting but just because she didn't experience sexual trauma does not mean that she's not traumatized in other ways right like getting taken from your house in the middle of the night oh yeah is terrifying like you don't have to be raped to be traumatized like you just said oh no yeah yeah I i thought that was such a weird it's just so weird like being kidnapped is traumatic enough where oh, you yeah. need some assistance from like a professional yeah to just like sleep in your house alone at night oh yeah i mean i, I so i actually did i was like looking up ashley judd this is just some like real life information that really like it like hurt my soul like when i read this but um i was looking her up like what she's doing now whatever and she was a victim of weinstein but she was also so she was raped by three different people in her life yeah really yeah and i was like and i as i was watching this movie i was like this takes such a strong actress to like like push through those emotions of like this is something she's experienced in person you know and to put those emotions into her character and to and so i was i don't know but i was just like i'm like my god poor ashley judd like i can't even imagine that and so and she even got impregnated by one of them really she had an abortion was she like a teenager i don't know the details i only i didn't really like i kind of didn't want to dig into it because i was like like after i found out that she was like a victim of weinstein and this is like one of the like one of the out of three times that she's been assaulted by someone i was just like i you know what i'm i like my heart goes out to this woman and i think she's fantastic and i just can't even imagine you know but it it certainly made me appreciate her performance more i think just because it's it's hard to you know compartmentalize like this is acting versus like this is you know what i mean like this is real life you know what i mean you kind of get what i'm saying yeah i think so yeah but it was just like damn damn yeah i can't imagine uh being assaulted in real life and then playing that oh yeah that would be i mean i yeah that's like it just uh i mean i yeah that's crazy um i think that is unfortunately a lot more common than we know you know um just because trauma and and you know sexual assault rape is just such a like i mean it's getting a lot better but it's just such seen as like such a shameful thing you know and it's like you're the victim you should not feel shame for like the person who did this should feel shame like you we're just unfortunately in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know? Um, 
but it's I mean this it was just so like I I found that out and I was I don't I don't think I even finished the article because I was like this is wow you know it's very sad in my so anyway um I I wouldn't say it was an interesting tidbit but I thought it was kind of it's somewhat important, you know, I mean, obviously that she's, she's spoken out about her sexual assault. So good for her for like, you know, raising awareness and everything. Uh, but anyway, so <clears throat> we can get back to the story, <laughs> back to the movie. Um, so there's uh, something else that kind of bothered me when they were in the car driving to the guy, they were on the West coast and they were driving and she said, he told me, he, he said he loved me. He told me he loved me. And Morgan Freeman, Alex Cross said, well, it's because he probably does. And she scoffed. And I thought, why are you scoff? Oh, 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 the man who kidnapped me and kept me in a dungeon loves me. That's so hard to believe. Like, he's obviously crazy. Like, I don't know why she would scoff. She's like, oh, please. And I was like, what? That's like the least, like, he kidnapped you and kept you in a dungeon and it's hard for you to believe that he thinks he's in love with you like i thought that that was weird <laughs> i mean i think i could kind of understand it might be like more of a disgust type thing oh, like maybe. she was like ugh um because i i don't it's just like i obviously hope i never find myself in that situation but it, it's i think it's just like one of those things where you just don't really know how you would react to something like that until you're in that kind of, you know what I mean? Like until you're in that kind of thing where like you and I might be able to be like, oh, that's believable that he was in love with her. But if someone went through something like that, I could see why she'd be like, well, are you sure? Like that seems a little ridiculous. And you know what I mean? Um, Cause I like I believe it I totally believe yeah that he could definitely be in love with her he's obviously like not mentally you know like it's not like you know you're not mentally right in the head maybe you're you're kidnapping women and thinking like oh I'm in love with you or whatever and it's but you know like that does happen all the time like there is um there is this woman that was kidnapped with her daughter this was like years ago and um I can't remember her name I think it's Mary something but anyway she was kidnapped by her one of her old students like and she hadn't been his teacher for like 15 years or something and he kidnapped her and he's like I'm in love with you how do you not remember me like we had a relationship and she's like no we didn't like we like this like it was entirely in his mind so I mean that's a real life example of things like that that happened but I can understand maybe she just like can't um mentally comprehend it or something or like you know what I mean like because I've had instances and this is not an extreme instance but I've had instances where my brain is like this part of your life we're just going to shut down about we're not going to worry about it we're not going to focus on it because if you do you will literally have a breakdown like you know what I mean like it's like right now you're overwhelmed like my brain is saying this to me like you're overwhelmed so we're going to focus on these two things but this third thing we're just going to put off to the side until you're ready to focus on it and it could literally be the type of thing where she's like if I focus too much on this then I could it could affect me even worse than it already is you know that's my that's my take on it yeah I I think that's a valid point. I just think 
this movie didn't explore that. Yeah. And and anything like that that it's like too much for me to assume, but I think in a, maybe if the movie was stronger, maybe they explore that in the book because I think yeah. you're making a really wise point and I just think if the movie would have touched on that maybe. Yeah, cuz they or, don't really get into her mental state. You no, know? well, no, she's suddenly healed. She's fine. Yeah. She's able to solve crimes with them. I don't I don't know why she would put herself in that position. I don't I don't know. I like it's like the day after she got out of the hospital. They never show this, but it feels like she just went right back to living at her house and I'm just like what's happening? What why are you yeah. just suddenly okay? And and um also I had a question about the intro that I want to circle back to. And I I really dislike the intro because something that really bothers me and I think it's it's not supposed to be pleasant for anyone. I know that I know that it's not like people aren't supposed to like it. But something that I really don't like is like weird footage of women where you can't tell if they're feeling pleasure or pain and that really bothered me like I thought I think it's in poor taste um and we have this voiceover of the killer talking to I don't know who I don't know if like the whole movie is a flashback if he's telling his story I don't know because there's this voiceover at the beginning and then there's no voiceover anymore and it's it's like he's talking to a shrink or something but we who knows it's just so random and he's talking about when he was in like i don't know was it like when he was 10 years old was he like raping women or was he just watching them from their attic what mike actually brought this up too he's like what was the intro for like talking about he was watching girls in their attic in like the 70s but in the 70s carrie elwis would have been like I don't know, 10 years old. So was he raping the girls and their mother or what is, what's even going on? Does that even, cause I feel like they revealed enough about Casanova throughout the movie that the introduction that like the intro to the movie was totally superfluous and it didn't need to be there. I felt like it was just there to have like weird titillating graphics. And right. I, I don't understand like, it's really creepy to think about somebody living in somebody else's attic and like watching them. But was he a kid when it happened? What, what's the meaning of the whole thing? Like, what's your take on it? I think, well, I think Carrie Yolwes is older than you think he is. Um, let me see, actually. Hold on. Now I'm curious. Let's see. Where is he? Oh, he was born in 62. Okay, so you're right. Never mind. All right. Um, well, I mean, it's the character anyway. Right, that's that's true. Um, I thought he was maybe like a teenager or something, like a like maybe like 15 or something. Um, but as far as like the pictures of like women, I could see it being from the perspective of like that's his art you know but he never photographed those women so that is kind of weird that they would have that you know yeah like, like unless I, it's just I, to don't, disturb people. part of his mo wasn't wasn't related to art or anything right right um which if they had included that like i think that would have been an interesting con you know like addition to um 
you know, just the whole thing. But uh, I don't know. I don't know about like, I don't know if it was, it just kind of seemed like you just were supposed to like go, oh, okay, so he's been doing this for, you know, since he was younger, whatever. Um, but it's also, I think it shows that he had this obsession from an early age, you know? Um, I guess I don't really have an answer. <laughs> like, I feel like I, I kind of like, I want to give you one, but I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's very, it is a very strange, like opening sequence and I, it's, it's never like mentioned again or anything. So yeah. Yeah. It's totally like pointless compared to the rest of the movie. And I really just don't, I just don't like it. Like I didn't like the images. I didn't like, I just, I don't know. Right. You're trying to make a, a movie that's a little classy. And I, I just think, yeah, I mean, bad, it's bad taste. I just don't, I don't know. They're, it's not done well, I guess right. is what I mean to say. And it kind of reminds me of, and I know you're not a Fincher fan, <laughs> but um, the opening sequence or the opening like credits to Mindhunter is um, someone who's starting a recording, but then you're seeing these flashes, like very, very quick flashes of crime scene photos. And so like, it just, they kind of like, I kind of, they just, I guess I'm like putting them like side by side because to me, like it kind of makes sense. Like that's a, like that is a, an opening sequence that works versus yes. the kiss the girls one, which if you're not, it's like, you know, it's, as I've said, Chekhov's gone. And I've mentioned this many times, but you can't have something in there. That's not going to be in there later. You well, know? I think showing crime scene photos elicits a definite, like 100%. I know what kind of response I'm supposed to give when I see a crime scene photo. So using that as emphasis is fine if you're using crime scene photos because I know exactly what I'm looking at. I know exactly what I'm supposed to be feeling. The director wants me to feel this way and I feel this way. But showing women who I can't tell if they're having an orgasm or being murdered, yeah, I don't understand it. I don't understand what the point is. Like, am I supposed to be horrified? Because I feel really uncomfortable. Right. And, and I think that that's just like, it feels cheap to me. Like, it, it's not a good intro. And the voiceover it's it's pointless like right we learn about casanova in the movie you know there's a lot of exposition about him and so i don't really i don't i don't think it's necessary except it feels like it just feels like an attention grabber in a bad way right i think maybe part of it could be that it's showing uh, the viewer the psychology behind what he's thinking because he's like oh when I like whatever wording he used um, he was saying how like one of the women enjoyed like being with him which probably is not what happened right <laughs> you know? like, yeah I would say likely someone coming into your room in the middle of the night and trying to have sex with you is likely something that you're like uh no <laughs> thank you bye-bye you know um but it, it's i mean I, I think it's if if they did the reason they did it maybe could have been 
from a psychological perspective, you know, to show like Casanova really believes that these women are like in love with him. But then it doesn't really seem like they they talk about that a lot in the movie. So then it's not really. Yeah. So I guess you're right. It's kind of uh, superfluous. Uh, yeah I just I didn't didn't care for it and I I um also didn't really I thought it was interesting that the so Alex Cross is at I don't know his sister's house Mm -hmm. and that's when they realize that his niece Naomi has gone missing and then at the end of the movie like you never see her reconnect with her parent her mother or her grandmother at all and her mother is like that scene is pretty tense because her mother, he's like checking her blood pressure because he doesn't want her to have like a heart attack with stress. And then at the end of the movie, he brings her a violin, which is just what she wants to do, play more violin. That's what I was like. <laughs> I was thinking that same exact thing. I was like, are you sure she's going to even want to touch that thing after this? Like, I mean, I, I don't even know what I would do. Would I want to touch a violin after like I spent my life loving the violin and then but I was like forced to play for this the viol- psychopath. Yeah, like- the violin was the reason you were kidnapped because yeah. he was like collecting smart, strong women who had very specific talents. Right. And then he forced her to play. Like, and then all Alex Cross did was like, I got you new strings. And I'm like, well, that's all it takes, I guess, for women in these movies is to get healed from this trauma yeah and i i don't know i thought that yeah. was a really weird that he wouldn't bring her mother in instead he brought a violin and we saw her we actually saw her playing violin as a captive multiple times yes yeah i, I thought that was really weird i thought that was weird too i you're right and i didn't even like i didn't even think about the mother being brought back in but you're right like they did it in the bone collector with the sister that they mentioned one time that you don't even meet like why couldn't they have done that in this you know like add it would have taken 30 seconds instead of the violin bring the mother in yeah i don't and it seems to me like especially if he's he's a fucking psychologist so he's worked with victims of trauma before and so like in my mind i would have been like listen you know, Naomi, if you want to get back into the violin, we 100% support you. If you don't, everyone will understand that you do not want to talk to it. Yeah, and, just don't even mention the violin. Yeah, like just bring the mother like, in. This is something that she needs to realize by herself whether or not she wants to continue to explore it. And if she doesn't, honestly, I don't blame her because I probably would. I'd be like, you know what? No. Um, it's like in Happy Gilmore when he got the alligator head for Chubbs. <laughs> The alligator yeah, that bit like, off his hand. Oh, hey, this alligator that bit off your <laughs> yeah. hand. And then Chubbs died because of it. Doesn't so, he have like a heart attack? Yeah. yeah. I would have thought that maybe if she had gotten the violin, she would have started having like an anxiety attack right. or a panic attack. Yeah. She would have been like, I'm back in that place. Like, you know, I, I have to say, so I. She needs to give it the Pete Townsend treatment. Just smash I it. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. He's just smash it, you know, like, oh, okay, like he okay. smashed guitars. Um, that's the who, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, it rem- uh, so the whole like underground cave system, whatever that they built or he built or whatever, um, reminded me of this book that I read called The Bliss House, where this woman was being kept captive in like a in like a room that was like in a cave underneath this like huge mansion, and um. And I kept like thinking about that and like, and I was just like, I'm like, maybe, 
the author like saw this movie and was like that's where we're gonna keep Allison because it was a character's <laughs> name um but and it was interesting too because there were like two brothers in this like in this book and they like what had like assaulted this woman she ended up getting pregnant like in the book and so I'm like and now I'm like really like correlating a maybe lot yeah maybe it's like, like an homage or yeah, she was like, inspired maybe, maybe she was really into James Patterson the writer yeah. you know yeah, I uh, <laughs> I thought it was. Oh, I I wanted to bring up something else that Mike brought up because I think it's it's an interesting point. So uh, Alex Cross goes and talks to. We don't actually know who he is. He's maybe Naomi's boyfriend, maybe just a friend. They never really established that. But he goes and talks to him. But before he can talk to him, they have this like unnecessary basketball scene. And Mike said, why did they have him playing basketball? And it was just pointless. It was just Alex Cross standing on a basketball court watching the boyfriend play and giving him the evil eye. And then in the boyfriend, I'm calling him the boyfriend, but they never established what kind of relationship they had. And then Alex Cross comes in to the boyfriend's like dorm room or something. And the boyfriend's like, I don't want to help the cops. I already told him everything I know. And I was like, if your girlfriend or friend was kidnapped wouldn't you want to be part of anything that they would let you be oh, part yeah. of like why was he why was he like yeah. i don't and then later he was helping i don't know i did that was kind of i thought that too because it was like the only reason that they had showed him playing basketball was that he was like aggressive so but there's never any doubt in your mind as the viewer that this guy is guilty right or like he's you know, like he's part of it at all. Like you're, you're, you know, like the entire time you're like, no, it's a serial killer. You know, it's not him. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's not. And you're right. Why would he be so it, it's, it almost, and I mean, maybe I'm terribly wrong because I'm a white girl, but like, maybe it's like the angry young black guy, you know, like it's a, a it kind of, I something. think that's why Mike noticed it because it felt kind of like a stereotype or a yeah. trope, like he's playing angry basketball and then we never see him playing sports again. And the rest of the time we see him, he's just being like very smart. Like he figures out yeah, where the like women. He's a highly intelligent yeah. guy. And yeah. then like even Alex Cross is like, I should have known Naomi wouldn't be with a dunce or something like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, I like how they seemingly scoured the whole area, but for some reason he knows about this plantation with buried tunnels that nobody else knows about. Right. Well, it seems, it seemed to me like he was, um, maybe like his major something had to do with like colonial times like oh, in okay. that area because he had mentioned that the river that they went to, which I can't remember what it's called, but it was like some, it was like McCopy or something, something weird. Anyway. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, this is great for trout fishing. It's been this way since the colonial times. So it's like, this is a guy who knows his history about this area. So I'm wondering if maybe he was just really into the history of that particular area. And that's why and that's he, how knew he knew it. Right. But to establish him immediately as like the young, angry black guy that is like, no, I'm not going to work with the cops, blah, blah, when like his, you know, his girlfriend or friend or whatever is missing it's just very it's very strange. weird yeah especially since like unless they're going to do something where they're like maybe he's guilty we don't know but you never assume that at any point in time that he ever has anything to do with this so right it's like yeah i yeah i agree with you i i mean i like this movie but i definitely think as you're pointing out, <laughs> like it's, it's so funny because 
sometimes I'll like watch a movie and I'll be like, I don't know if I like that or not. And then I'll talk to you and I'll be like, so I hated that movie. <laughs> oh no. My intention <laughs> no, is it's not, not to... a bad thing. Okay. It's not a bad thing. It's just, it's just more like you finally like made me realize like, <sighs> oh, now I've decided, but well, now I, I feel my bad. mind's not going to change. Okay, good. Movie, Cause my, <laughs> I'm not trying to change your mind. I respect that you like it. And I, was surprised and heartbroken that I didn't like it because I knew that this might be a like a very disjointed conversation. No, you know, I, so. I think it's well, I mean, I think I'm pretty open to your like, you know, criticisms and stuff like that. So it's not like I'm like, um, excuse me, you're wrong about this. Like I'm like, okay, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> and I even will like add stuff onto it. So it's not, you know, yeah, you know. Um so there was something else that I wanted to talk about. There's a couple things. I want to talk about the ending, but not yet. So there's a scene where Alex Cross comes back to his hotel room or something and Kate is just like sitting there listening to the tape that she recorded where she was like describing how she escaped and I was like that's fun activity just sit and listen to you recount your kidnapping story she was so calm about it it was like it was like what you said like like no trauma about it yeah yeah like it's like it was, was like, like she was listening to somebody else or almost. like yeah like she's a cop and she's listening to yeah this, yeah and, and it's you know. it's like she was listening to it as casually as you were like so the other day i was watching the great british baking show <laughs> she said to him she's like so i was listening to the tape again and i realized that i i lied or she said something she said a weird phrase she's like i said i didn't hear anything but i heard water all around me and i think i was in a basement and he alleged professional who has 20 years experience experience was like you said you didn't hear anything and i was like what why isn't it possible that more details could come to light when she isn't quite so tra- like maybe yeah i know past like, and she's not just happened like she just she's telling you she thinks she and then he was like incredulous like impossible like there's no such thing as a basement what is a basement even and i I thought that that was a basement in North Carolina. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. And then the next scene, they're talking to the the boyfriend guy, and the boyfriend's like showing them this map of this plantation. And I'm like, what is this? The first time this map has come out? Like nobody, people are just like they cannot fathom a basement. And oh, they can't fathom that Ashley Judd would have more memories as time goes on and i just thought it was so weird and it was too like that's what i mean earlier i said there's like a convenience factor right and throughout the movie that really irked me and i'm wondering i and my assumption is that the book is probably really good but it's probably way too much for one movie and yeah. i think that's probably where the disconnect happened it's not necessarily that the story is bad because the bones of the story i think are are interesting um but i think that my guess is that the book is just so vast yeah and the details and when you're doing a book about a serial killer who has a very specific mo and a very specific location i feel like that's almost like too much to put into a movie yeah i agree i i think that there are certain movies i've seen and um I think this is one of them where I'm like, this would have been a great mini series, you know, like the, the movie get out. Did you ever see get out? Yes. I, I was, I was, I was like, I didn't really love it. Like, and I, and the reason I didn't really love it was cause there was, I felt like there was a lot of information missing and I wanted that information. And I was like, this would have been a really interesting mini series because I could have dived back into like the whole history behind this whole fucked up thing but they didn't. 
And so I kind of like left the theater. Like I was like, I get why people like it, but I think it wasn't really for me because I felt like I was just missing a whole bunch of information and I needed that as a viewer, you know? Um, and I think same thing goes with this where you're probably right is that it's certain books can be made into movies because there's not so much overwhelming detail that it may like you can cut off parts of it or condense it to make sense but you're right when it comes to something like this it's like like how what can we include and what can we not include that's going to make this you know flow better or like like what evidence or what scene are we going to need to include to make this other scene make more sense whatever and you're right there there i mean it's a whole like it's like making a a movie out of like a book that's you know um i don't know like a thousand pages you can do it it doesn't mean it's going to be great you know mm -hmm. it's just it can be done but you know so um i also i get what you mean by that i i think that it's like I think it's weird too that they didn't bring up the map earlier because that seems like kind of the, the type of thing they'd be like, okay, so we found Kate here, right? And she went down this river. <laughs> she jumped very dangerously into the waterfall. Oh, yeah. Like she could have easily hit the rocks. Well, I think, and I was actually like saying this out loud as I was watching that scene as I was like, I think that she was making a very difficult decision. It was either... I die by this guy's hand or I die by my own terms. Yep. And she yeah. chose to die by her own terms. And honestly, mm -hmm. I don't blame her. You know? No, I actually was like pleasant. I was pleasantly surprised that she jumped because I didn't expect that. So I, right. I thought that was pretty brave. Yeah. Yeah. And it did like from where she was at. And I think that was the point of it was that it did not. It looked real shallow. To yeah. Me. Like, I, I thought it, it was, was like, like a, a stream. stream. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing. That? We just said it at the same time. Yeah, I thought it was a stream as well. And I was like, well, surely she doesn't die here. But then she landed in this like delicious pool of water. But yeah. Oh my God, whenever I like, whenever I'm like hot and I see like scenes like, like physically hot and I see scenes like that, I'm like, I could be in that water right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, that water looks so nice Delightful. and cool and good. And like, oh, I'm into it. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I thought it was weird that they didn't take a map and some like, okay, she was like, let's, and why, like, well, and also they would have there's... people out there looking for other victims in that area. Like, right. This is, this is, now I'm getting annoyed because you're right. Like that, like they should have brought a map, a map immediately out, been like, this is where, you know, this is where she was found. So it's likely that, you know, um, she was going downstream so they could figure it's going to be upstream somewhere this, that she jumped, you know, or we don't, we don't know. Like, and, and they could have, you know, if they talked to her and, and she was like, well, I jumped off a cliff, they could have been like, okay, so we need to look at cliffs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But they also would have had people out there looking for these other victims. Yeah. You know, also like, like volunteer, like this would have been a huge multi-million dollar like search party. There's no way I'm getting so because <laughs> this is like as a person as a person who's in the true crime like this happens all the time where they have search parties of volunteers that come out and they go around this specific area and they look so 
it doesn't seem logical that all of a sudden they're like, oh, all this time has passed and all of these women could be dead, but they haven't found any bodies. So they're probably not or whatever. But like, it, it isn't until this one dude who is like, for some reason, the stereotypical, like, like angry black kid comes out and is like, actually, I'm smart. And I'm like, you could have been smart the whole time. And not have this. it's improv. It's very fairy tale-ish that a serial killer could hide away in a crumbling plantation and they would never find him because in the South, like, yes, plantations are pretty common. So maybe they are kind of like the ruins are kind of a dime a dozen, but if people are missing and you're searching for them, everybody in that area would be like, well, why don't you go check that old plantation ruin? Yeah. Like it, it's, it's fairy tale-ish to assume that he would get away with it for any length of time because people who know areas know like, oh yeah, I used to play in these woods as a kid or, oh yeah, I know the history of like, yeah, like you said, like, why is it one kid who like, they would all, they would all know that there was ruins of a plantation there right. with underground tunnels. Not all. Okay. All is generalizing, but a, a, very useful handful of people would say we should check there and they would well, check there and there would have been at least at the very least a sort of like old wives tale about it you know like oh i heard that there's this house that has all these secret tunnels on it yeah and people are like well that's probably not true but then i mean there would have been rumors there would have been like a myth or an old wives tale or someone like some kids would have been like oh you're gonna go down to you know I can't think of a last name, like McCaffrey's plantation and see if, right. you know, like and if you're looking like, for a missing persons, that would be like place number one to check. Right. Well, and it's, it, it's like, there's, there's always going to be like the kid that is like, you know, like, um, pushing his other friends to go in and in, into this spooky haunted place or right. whatever, you know? Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. It just, it doesn't make sense that they wouldn't have brought out a map right away when it's like time is of the essence. We don't know if these girls are going to die sooner or later or whatever. Yeah. And either way, you don't want them to be there for a long time because <laughs> like, why would you know? Like, Every day they're there, they're subjected to more assaults and just general in danger. trauma. And yeah. Yeah, and at the end when um when they were in the woods and Morgan Freeman found the door, I said to Mike, I wish that door said secret door on it because that's how like secret obvious entrance. things. Yeah, no like, girls allowed. Yeah, exactly. Like that's exactly. how obvious things in the movie are, and and so so yeah, I thought it was bother like there was aspects of that were bothersome, and I think like in my head they could have done some tweaks, like had Nick's character sabotage the the um investigation sabotage the investigation or something or or like when when they say stuff like oh there's a plantation here have him be like oh we already checked there you know like something but it's nothing it just seems like everyone's stupid until alex cross comes because there's more people working on the case than just nick so that stupidity doesn't make sense like if if nick was the only one then I'd say, okay, maybe that's why they're all stupid because he's pulling the wool over everyone's eyes, but he wasn't. Yeah, no, and I I kind of, like, while watching it the second time around, it felt like, okay, it makes more sense that he ends up being Casanova. I remember the first time I was kind of like, what? He is? Okay. I was kind of expecting it to be, like, like a rando, like just some 
right. random guy, you know, like yeah. who would maybe had a history of violence or sexual assault or rape or whatever. Or Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> it could have been Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it, it's like, and to, and when they revealed that it was Nick, I was like, this again the second time around it made sense but the first time around i was kind of like i don't know about this you know i have to tell you about what happened when we were watching the movie so for one reason or another we had it paused near the end and so morgan freeman was talking to alex cross i keep calling him by both names was talking to kate on the phone and she looked out the window and she's like yep i've she invited him to dinner because they found the girls and she invited him to dinner and she's like, come over to my house about seven. And, um, and I thought that exchange was cute. He calls her and she looks out the window and there's two police, like police officers who are guarding her house. And I was like, oh, good. So people are guarding her house. So he doesn't come back, you know, cause he escaped, like the right. killer escaped. They found the girls, but the killer escaped. And, and I said to Mike, I know how it's going to end. So the killer is definitely a cop. He's going to come to the house. He's going to tell the two cops to leave and they're going to trust him because they know who he is. And then he's going to try to kill her. And that's exactly what happened. I didn't even, didn't even, whoop, right over my head. And then, I didn't even think of that. And then it ended up being court, uh, Nick. And I was like, I was right. <laughs> I was right the whole time. <laughs> uh, so it's a trope and I don't dislike it, but it kind of annoyed me that I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And I think that that just also is just another check mark in the convenience factor for me in the movie that I didn't like. Um, but I did kind of like that she was kind of stupid for a little while. She didn't realize it was him. Yeah. Until he fought, he pretty much spelled it out for her and then she realized it was him. And I thought that was interesting. Like for once in the movie, she was like a normal person who just had no idea that this person she trusted was actually intending to do her harm. And but then there was like this like cheeky like knife passing that I'm not sure if I liked or not. It was a little too obvious. <laughs> when like, I was watching that scene, I was like, I was like god damn it don't hand him the fucking knife don't hand him the fucking knife she's like can you wipe this off for me and i'm like why does he have to wipe off and, and it's just to to like pass it back and forth and well and uh, yeah and one of the things that did bother me other than the fact that she handed him the knife which she wouldn't have known you know that it was like him immediately yeah was the like the whole scene where he's like what are you gonna do stab me and i was like well first of all yeah <laughs> and secondly stab him in the chest yeah like i don't understand why she was just like like a little like and it didn't seem like it really did much damage because he was like oh okay right cool like basically yeah he was like the t-1000 yeah like he started fighting her and i was like if it were me and i would have like oh my god this is the guy who's a serial killer i would have been like i'm like right in that like all my might right through that fucking chest plate well first you kick the balls yeah <laughs> and then go. you stab yeah. the chest yeah yeah, yeah. always yeah. go well, for the groin down so you could stab maybe the back of his head well that wouldn't work because it's a skull i don't know if you're strong enough to get through the skull like this little oh back of the neck the yeah Ooh, yikes yeah I mean, you're you're basically trying to cause like you don't want to kill the guy because you know well i mean maybe you do but like i wouldn't really want to kill someone personally sure um 
but you want to incapacitate them enough right. yeah. where you can get away, you know? Right. Right. So, yeah, I, I know. I thought that was, that was weird. And then he like, yeah, like the, but the whole thing, like, what are you going to do? Stab me? <laughs> I was like, do you want to ask her that question? Yeah. What a dumb thing. To, yeah. Why would you say that? Yeah. Like he's like taunting her like, oh, what are you going to do? Stab me? Like, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> bitch you know oh man yeah and and i i and then like alex cross was just like in a movie way wasting time before he oh suddenly realized that the handwriting matched which i actually have something to say about that because i did not like that the the um unless okay uh, hold on <laughs> let me get train of thought i don't want to put the like horse before or the cart before the horse um what I thought was like that kind of annoyed me was that why would Nick use the same little signature, very yeah like, obvious signature on both his pro like his personal stuff as like a serial killer and his professional stuff as a cop. Like to me, that's like unless he was trying to get caught, sure, but I don't think he was trying to get caught. To me, it seemed like he wanted he was like, I don't know. It, it, but I also agree with you that it seems weird that he didn't try and sabotage something. Like, like why would he leave a personal note? Why would he leave a note for Alex Cross to begin with? Yeah. Where yeah. his handwriting could be traced when it didn't seem like they had notes from this. Like, it's not like they're like, here's an, we have, we have a, a stack of notes that serial right. killer has left for the families or the police before. Now, all of a sudden he's leaving notes, you know, which like that is that is an like an mo for for serial killers i mean the zodiac killer did it and the B btk killer did it where they would like write notes like these threatening notes to cops and they were like hey catch me if you can and then um you know they sent later a, a floppy disk and it was you know traced back to their church and then they got arrested but that was the btk killer <laughs> that's how he got caught he got caught because of his own stupidity <laughs> well i guess you could argue that this guy did too but like i think yeah but in my in my in again unless he was trying to get caught in my personal opinion if you want to continue killing women and kidnapping them and shit Yes, this is do... the this is the how to continue killing and kidnapping women <laughs> podcast. So please give everybody <laughs> advice on how to well, do no, it. I'm, if, no, I'm just <laughs> saying if you're a cop and you have, <laughs> I just the way you said it was funny to me. That's why I... <laughs> you have come here for all of your crime to advice. All this evidence, I would be like, "Oops, the evidence flew into the fire. I didn't do it. It wasn't right. It grew wings. It was very strange. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like why wouldn't evidence just kind of go missing or right. why wouldn't Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, I mean, like the thing is like Nick could find a job elsewhere. So if he was eventually like fired because he was not a good uh, you know, police officer, then sure. But the point is, is that he would have destroyed enough evidence at that point to not have it be traceable to him. Sure. You know? Yeah. But also like, like, and that's the thing, like, so the, really the only reason he was caught was because of the signature and, <sighs> and it's just lucky that he wrote a postcard to Alex Cross. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. It's. Very, I think it's very strange that he would sign unless he was so used to signing things like that 
but this guy is obviously highly intelligent so he's like very like he's on top of shit so why would he just be so careless right you know yeah it doesn't and this is exactly why I think something like a mini series would be better because you're like, well, shit, who is it? You know what I mean? But it's, you know, that's yeah. not, it's not the way it is. Yeah. I thought that was a little bit weak as well. Um, yeah. That's, that's what happens. Yeah. But so yeah. what did you think of like the whole, like, first of all, I love that she um, ended up uh, getting him handcuffed to the oven. Um, but like the whole gas thing and, and like, and then Alex Cross coming in with like the, you know, the, (laughs) the gun and stuff. It's like, like the thing of milk just happens to be sitting on the counter. How how long has it been? (laughs) I said to Mike, I said, he's just lucky she keeps her milk on the counter. And Mike (laughs) said, maybe she was using it for cooking. Right. But it's not near any of the cooking stuff. That's where she keeps her milk. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was. uh, I thought that that was way too convenient. It was too convenient. And also like if it had been something where you watch her take the milk carton out. That would be a good Chekhov's gun situation. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, you can't just have like a a gallon, like a half gallon of milk there for like no reason. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. Of course it's clever, but it's also like, but that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't there. Yeah, they could have put. I mean, it would have been maybe more sad, but they could have put a fish tank there or something. Just something with liquid, you know? Right. Right. Like we don't want to see a fish. Oh, her fish did die. I forgot she did have fish. That already happened. (laughs) Yeah, I thought, and Mike even said that it was kind of spooky how when she woke up in the middle of the night, and he was, and she was like listening, like she thought she heard something in the house. And I agreed. Like I thought that was really pretty interesting. How she was like, there was a storm going on, and then but she thought she heard noises. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how he got in the room because she didn't even leave the room, but somehow he was in there. I, but I didn't, but I, I think the, the idea of that scene is, was, was interesting and scary. I'm wondering how he moved the entire, uh, aquarium without her hearing it. Yeah. yeah. Like it seems like, I mean, that's going to be a pretty heavy thing to move, you know, like not only that, but you're going to have like water sloshing everywhere if you don't have a top or like like a top that's like not mesh yeah and and i i did think it was clever but it was also like but yep how easy would this be to move right you know exactly that see that the moving of the fish tank i who cares like i was like that's uh, yeah i agree like i don't think that's believable necessarily but right I thought it was interesting. They had like a, a brief flash of her hearing him like close curtains. And so it was a noise that was like out of the ordinary, you know? Yeah. yeah. That would be so spooky. Oh my gosh. Yes. I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, I also wanted to talk to you about uh, the sandwich scene, which really bugged me and I don't understand it. So she, she's in Yeah, I captivity. thought that, that was weird too. She, she sees a sandwich. He's, he's given her food. She looks at it. She inspects it. She smells it. And then decides to eat it. And then all of a sudden she's like coughing it up. What was on the sandwich? And also it wouldn't even drug her because she spit it out and like coughed it up. Like, right. Well, that, yeah, I thought that that was strange because you never see him inject her at that point. You know, like she says that she had drugs in her system. And so she was running, but I don't 
really, I didn't really get that either. Like I was like, my first thought was like a piece of glass was in the sandwich, but that doesn't really make sense. She inspected it. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's, and it was almost seemed like it was done in a way where she could attack him, but she doesn't know that he's coming in. Yep. So that doesn't make sense either. Yes. That scene I thought was kind of bizarre too. Like she's like hacking, like not like throwing up, but she's like spitting it out and she's like, you know, um, like, like tearing up and stuff from this. So I don't, and I don't know, like, I don't know, I don't know enough about drugs, I guess, or like medicinal drugs to like know how you can, um, work them into a sandwich. I got, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, especially if it's just like a regular, like meat and cheese sandwich, you know, like I'm, what are you going to do? Like put you, I guess you could mix something in like mayonnaise or something, but but then why would she spit it out like yeah how much of the flavor i don't know yeah it like unless it, there was a very i mean it's it's possible like there was a very sharp distinct flavor to it that she was like whoa this isn't right and then she started spitting it out but yeah why would would have that would have helped if if when she woke up in the hospital she said like he put it in my food or something right. but instead we're just uh, we have no idea what right. that was all about yeah and i thought it was annoying that she like screamed so much when she was escaping i was like woman shut up like Dude, i was I annoyed every time i see a scene like that i'm like stop screaming yeah that's how they're going to find you i was annoyed that she was like tramping through the forest like a freaking bulldozer but then and that bothered me until later she when she was like recounting it and she said her legs were heavy because she was drugged. I was like, okay, I yeah. forgive her for being noisy, but why did she have to scream? Like the, the whole time she was just like screaming and screaming and oh, it was bad. I know. And I, I think it's like, again, we don't know how would we would react in that situation until we're in it and like hopefully we never will be (laughs) but um I'm like I'm not laughing because it's like funny I'm laughing because it's just like uncomfortable you know like it's yeah um but it's I I I do notice that like whenever I watch horror movies I notice that a lot is that like someone will be running away and they'll be like screaming and I'm like stop screaming it's like in the descent when they are like listening to those creatures and there's like that one girl that's like help me and and the two girls that are like lying together are like she's gonna bring those creatures upon her head yeah it's like the same idea where yeah you know if you um you know like if if you're trying to escape from this situation um don't tell them where you're located yeah 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 yeah, (laughs) exactly it's so I don't know because I understand like the scene could have been done the same just without her screaming right that's the thing that bothers me yeah so yeah yeah. a nice little cameo from Jeremy Piven (laughs) oh yeah he tried to okay I have to tell you the first time I saw that I was like has Jeremy Piven always been that bald? Yeah. Because I swear that like when like him as like the older version of himself, he has more hair. Yeah. In the nineties, he had that sort of bald look, but he must have had Maybe. some work done. Cause I'm looking at a picture of him right now and he has a full head of 
hair. Yeah, that's so what I, I think thought he, that was so weird. I was like, I, I think he must have done something hair. differently. Maybe he got like hair plugs or something. Yeah, could be. Now I'm going to look at a picture of Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Mike was calling him the Pivenator, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> the Pivenator. <laughs> yeah, he must. It's very strange. He's one of those actors where like I'm not totally convinced that i'm not attracted to him <laughs> but i'm not convinced that i am attracted to him you know what i mean <laughs> he has a, a like a a charisma that yeah, yeah yeah but anyway so would you recommend kiss the girls i wouldn't i didn't i didn't really like it i think um i wouldn't recommend it okay. <laughs> would you recommend it yeah i liked it i think it's um i liked it i i really like ashley judd as i've expressed many times before i think she's fantastic i uh, like morgan freeman it's kind of weird for me to watch carrie always in such a psychopathic role because i mean i'm used to him being like the charming like heroic wesley and you know princess bride so and i've i mean i've seen robin hood and tights like m more times than i can count and um and so it's not on you like and it's kind of funny like because as like when i was younger i always like associated him with being such a like a heroic character actor or whatever but as i've grown older i've started to watch him in more roles where i'm like carrie always plays a lot of jerks <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he's good at it you know like it's but hey that's a sign of good actor i guess because you know yeah yeah so i'd recommend it i like it i think it's fun i think I think it's fun. I think if you like James Patterson, you should check it out. It's on Hulu. So, yeah. But um, I'm glad we're not doing. Um, oh my God. What's the spider one? Along came the spider. <laughs> What's the spider one? What's the spider one? Yeah, because like as soon as I started watching them, they were like, Monica Potter's the bad guy. I was like, okay. No, she's not. <laughs> like i couldn't get on board with it also like the i think i've only seen maybe like two or three of her of her movies and one of them is head over heels which i've watched so many fucking times did you ever see that movie is that with freddie prince jr yeah i think so and she like moves in with the models oh maybe not <laughs> i can't remember i may have seen it i really liked it when i was younger i is, don't know how i feel about it now i think i can picture it let me look it up but there's like there's like one like he's like a cop but he's like under like a fake name or whatever and she starts like sleeping with him but the the models are all kind of like they're like fun but they're not very smart they're like Jeez, timothy oliphant isn't it is he really yeah i don't i know what movie it is but i now that i'm looking i don't think i saw it okay you can follow us on instagram watchers of movies you can follow us on facebook at watchers and movies we also have another instagram called the watchers who find things and we're on like a bunch of different podcast platforms you can check us out uh, and also thanks so much to mike for our theme music yes you can find mike on twitter uh, at the mike show 42 his name is mike myers thank you mike thank you mike and if you are interested in just talking to us just sending us a message you can dm us on instagram i respond to them you can send us an email at watches movies at gmail.com and if you have a movie that you are dying for us to review 
then you go on iTunes, you give us five stars, write the name of the movie on there, and we will put it to the top of the list. Uh, we're doing Spooktober right now, so it'll be a little bit after Spooktober, but, um, you know, send us, yeah, we like, we, we love the likes, we love the stars, and it gets us out there, and it gets you, you know, you gotta listen, you get to listen to us talk about one of your favorite movies, and, you know, or whatever, or a movie you really can't stand, or whatever it is that you, uh, you're, you know, wanting to hear about, so, yeah, and thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.